remember those Can You Hear Me Now commercials? The goal of this commercial is to show the difference between, you know, a spotty, disconnected signal and a good, strong, solid signal. And the end point being that no matter where you go, this network will go with you and it will see you through. So no matter where you are, you can rely on connection always. Now, without um, over-spiritualizing this commercial, this is a decent metaphor for us. You know, our life often carries tension between connection and, and disconnection, even our spiritual life. Um, as followers of Jesus, we believe that God is always with us. It's in the core of our faith. But what happens at times when we don't feel that way? You know, what happens when we don't feel God's presence or we feel disconnected from God? You know, what do we do with that? And tonight, if you find yourself struggling in the tension of knowing that God is there, but not feeling his, his presence, then I would like to say two things to you, and I'd like to ask you one thing. And the first two things I'd like to say to you are that you are not alone. I think all of us could stand up together and speak about moments or seasons where we have felt disconnected from God's presence. And if you need further proof, further convincing, then you could look to David in the Psalms. Uh, you can even just skim the first verses of the first 10 Psalms and you would see that David at times felt God's presence really near to him, like in Psalm 5, verse 1, when he says, Lord, I take refuge in you. But then you get to Psalm 10, verse 1, and it says, why, Lord, do you stand so far off? You are not alone. And the second thing that I would like to say to you is that you're not a bad Christian. God is not displeased with you because you aren't feeling his presence. He's not disappointed in you. And I know it can be hard to walk into a room like this, especially when you are feeling disconnected from his presence, because you walk into a room like this where you see a lot of people who look like they're connecting with God, and it can make you feel even more disconnected. And uh, the quick and easy response would probably be to pull farther back and pull away. But I have one thing to ask you. Would you choose to seek God regardless of how you feel? Would you choose to seek him tonight? May we pray? Father, I just ask that you would pull us a little closer to your presence tonight. That you would make yourself known in the core of our being. That we wouldn't just be relying on truth, Father, but that we would be relying on knowing your presence. Pull us in closer to your heart and make your presence more known. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So in Exodus 33, Moses offers us some wisdom in how to grow closer to God by seeking his presence. And a little backstory to this is that the people have made God angry again, his chosen people. And um, God remains faithful and he remembers his promise to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob. This promise that there's going to be a land that flows of milk and honey and it's gonna be their promised land. And around verse three, the Lord's talking to Moses and he says, 
I'm not going to travel with you because you people are stubborn and rebellious. And if I did, I would surely destroy you along the way. Now, I thought it was a little humorous and relatable to the Lord. Because you know how you've had those moments with people where you're like, if I spend one more moment with this person, I'm going to lose it. You know, like, so you limit yourself a little bit for their, their own protection so that you don't snap. I mean, here's the Lord saying that he's going to lose it on his people because they're driving them crazy, but God is faithful. And um, Moses, he, he takes this idea in. God says he's not going to go with them to the promised land. And Moses takes this idea in, the idea of a blessing without God's presence. And he wrestles with it and he decides... I'm going, to have, I'm going to have a conversation with the Lord about this. And so we pick up in verse 7. Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. So maybe you're asking yourself, why outside the camp? Because inside the camp is safe and everyone knows everybody and they're protected. And outside the camp, I mean, that's where the people with contagious diseases are. Outside the camp is where people were crucified. I mean, outside the camp, they let the women go to. I mean, the women had to go and spend time outside the camp. So why in the world would Moses leave and go outside the camp during this time where it's not safe? And I was listening to a sermon by Carolyn Moore, and she offered this point about this text. She said, we're not sure the reason why Moses picked up his tent and took it outside the camp. But I love that he met God at the same place where God met us, and God proved his love for us outside the camp where the sinners and the broken people are. So Moses picked up his tent and took it outside the camp to seek the Lord. Oh, now outside the camp, when you take up and remove yourself from life and you go and you seek the Lord, this is where spiritual progress happens. When you are intentional about meeting God face to face, this is where intimacy grows. This is where reconnection happens. This is where we grow deep faith and we become deep people. Richard Foster, who's just a king of discipleship, he said that the desperate need today is not for a great number of intelligent people, nor for a great number of gifted people, but for deep people. Because deep people are willing to go after God. Deep people are willing to take on the inconvenience of disconnecting with other parts of life to connect with the giver of life. I'm gonna say that again. Deep people take on the inconveniences of disconnecting with other parts of life in order to connect with the giver of life. How do you find intimacy and go deeper with the Lord? You seek his face. Now, I'm not saying anything that you don't already know. It's not that we don't know what to do. The problem is how quickly we lose the heart to do it. Going deeper with the Lord starts by choosing to seek his face. And in seeking his face, we grow our, our spiritual disciplines and habits like prayer 
and fasting and accountability and discipleship and worship and confession, all of these things happen. And regular discipline of seeking the Lord is the key to intimacy. If you want to grow deeper with the Lord, it starts with seeking his face. And when you seek his face, you grow deeper with these spiritual disciplines and the more layers of God you begin to uncover and unravel. And the thing is, there will never be enough. There is always more depth to reach into. We will never be satisfied. And I know that we are a people that want to be satisfied and we want instant gratification to happen. But the thing with the Lord is that there's always something more to learn and to grow. How cool is that? There are layers and layers, and he lets us in. But the key is to not lose heart. Even in the dry seasons, to continue to seek his face. If you want to reconnect with God, you start by seeking his face. Moses, he left the camp where his people were, where his job was, where he ate and drank and worshiped and worked. He left the camp, and he left and went to a new place to meet with the Lord. He disconnected from all other things to connect with God. And part of reconnecting with God requires us to regularly disconnect with other things. And we see this modeled after the life of Jesus when he would leave his disciples and he would go off and spend time with the Lord and then he would come back. This was a part of Jesus' discipline while he was here on earth. He modeled this for us. I'm wondering what can you regularly disconnect from in order to intentionally connect with God? You know, what's something that's occupying a little too much space in your life? And then once you figure it out, when can you do it? Maybe start tonight. Let's continue. Exodus 33, verse 9 and 11. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp face to face. Don't you just love face to face time? Now, when I was in college, there was this thing, and I think this still exists today. Uh, before dating, there's this talking stage, like, we're not dating, we're talking. Does that, does that exist? Do you know that term? Okay, it's it, it usually, since you know it, you, maybe you've been in it before. Uh, it usually is it's a guy and a girl that um, are interested in one another, they want to go deeper and, and get to know one another to see if they want to date, right? So they spend a lot, a lot of face time together. And I remember sometimes in college, my friends would spend multiple nights just camped out on each other's couches late into the night, sometimes early into the morning, consecutive days in the row, of course, like innocently but purposefully growing deeper and more intimate with one another, getting to know each other. Um, And while I I don't think that's the healthiest way to begin a relationship by spending consecutive days days and nights in a row, late into the night talking or early morning talking. It's probably not the healthiest thing. However, there is something really special about sitting on somebody's couch and getting to know some, somebody, especially when you care about them. Face-to-face time is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I know that we aren't necessarily meeting God face-to-face yet, like we do each other. 
But listen to what Paul writes. He gets it. He writes in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12. I'm going to read this from the message. He says, we don't see things clearly yet. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist, but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then, and we'll see it all as clearly as God sees us, knowing him directly, just as he knows us. One day, in the coming kingdom, we will be face to face with God. But until then, we have the gift that Jesus gave us through the Holy Spirit to be able to meet with God right where we are. We don't have to wait till then. We can start now. The Lord meets us where we are and as we are. Jeremiah was a prophet in the Old Testament, which meant that he spoke to God and then he would tell the people what God said. And he spoke one time about what, how the Lord said for us to approach him. And he said this in Jeremiah 12, 29, 12 through 13. He said, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Call, come, pray, seek, find. All of these verbs, they're action. They call for action. Moses left the camp and he went to a place isolated, disconnecting from the, his other life to connect with the Lord. And then he spoke to God. He called upon his name and they spoke as they would face to face like a friend. Seeking God requires an action. The story continues, verses 12 through 14. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. And if you are pleased with me, teach me your way so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. Moses is saying, these aren't my people, Lord. These are your people. And I love, don't you love how Moses fusses with God? I think when you spend so much time face to face, you kind of earn the right to get to fuss with God. But the thing is, Moses' words are honest. You don't have to dress up your words when you're speaking to the Lord. He meets you where you are and as you are, and he talks with you like a friend. And I know I'm, I'm saying talks, and I know necessarily it's not audible words, but the longer you spend with the Lord, the more you learn his voice. The more you, you learn how to hear the Holy Spirit in a way that you understand, and maybe it's not audible yet, but it takes speaking and then it takes listening. It requires action. Be honest with God. If you're frustrated, let him know. If you're hurting, let him know. God's big enough to take it and his ears are more gracious and more loving and more forgiving than you could ever imagine. Hear how the Lord responded to Moses' fussing. In verse 14, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. God gives a promise of his presence and he gives this same promise to us today. 
when we seek him, when we step out, he meets us. We know that no matter what circumstance or crisis or situation that we are in, we know that the God who calls us in it with, is with us and will carry us through it. And not only that, but he also says that his presence is what brings you rest. Not your circumstances, not your calendar, not your friends, not social media, not food, not your significant other, but he, the one whose presence is with you always, he is the one that brings rest. Verse 15 through 16, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? Now, didn't God already tell Moses that he would go with him? Oh, are you someone that needs things repeated to you like I am? Mm-hmm. Are you? Yes, I come to the Lord often with the same prayer, <laughs> and often he gives me the same reassurance. He can never be tired of answering and meeting us where we are. Isn't that a beautiful thing? If you need some reassurance and you feel like you're, you've been repetitive, you're like Moses. It's okay. And then, look here, Moses asked a profound question. He says, if your presence does not go with us, then how will we be any different than anyone else? If God isn't in it, and if we aren't intimately aware of his presence, then what makes us any different than anybody else? I mean, this is a profound question. Friends, we carry the presence of God with us. And it is a presence that is anchored in hope. And we live in a world and in a time where people need hope. And people need you to carry the presence of God to them. What a gift. Hear how the Lord responds to Moses. He says, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. God says, I'll do it. I'm pleased, I know you, we've met face to face. But don't miss what just happened in this verse because I've read this before and I'm pretty sure I missed it the first time. So don't do what I do because Moses' time spent with the Lord changed the trajectory. I mean, Moses' time spent with God, it completely altered the course because at the beginning God said what? Is he going or not going with them? <clears throat> At the beginning, God said, he's going or not going with them? Not going. Not going. God said he's not going. But then Moses pleaded and he met with God and he spoke with him. And then did God say he was still not going or that he was going? He was going. Prayer changed the trajectory of what happened to this people because Moses went, he left the campgrounds, he went and spent time with the Lord, and in talking with the Lord, talking, conversation, not just talking at, but listening and talking with, it changed the whole plan. Do you believe that time spent with the Lord actually can affect your life and the world around you? I mean, I think we've got to start there. Because if we're people that really believe it, I mean, that will change your morning. You don't even have to roll out of bed to change some of the world. You can talk with the Lord in the bed and get going. 
I mean, if prayer is that powerful, and if we believe it, it will change our world. Sometimes we forget how big God is, don't we? Man, it's mysterious how this works, how God has ordained prayer in such a way that his purposes get worked out and he invites us into it. He invites the conversation and he invites us into the redemptive work that he's doing. Wow. Wherever you find yourself tonight in regards to how close you feel uh, to the Lord, God invites you in deeper. Walking with the Lord, I feel like at times it's kind of like, you know how you've been, in, you've been in a bright room and then you step into a dark room? It takes a while for your eyes to adjust, but the longer you stay in that room, the more the shadows begin to make sense and you can see things clearer and you start seeing things that you haven't even seen before. Well, as we seek the Lord, it takes time for our spiritual eyes and ears to adjust. And maybe for some of you, seeking the Lord's presence is a new thing. And I would say to you that it takes time for your eyes and your ears to adjust. But God meets you where you are at this very moment. But for those of you who've been camped out for a while, who have deeply developed an ear to hear the Lord who are practicing spiritual disciplines, maybe your next step is to pray this prayer that Moses prays in response to God saying that his presence is with him and that he would do it. Verse 18, Moses said, Lord, now show me your glory. Show me your glory. Moses wants in that moment when he's face to face with his issues and with God, he wants to remember most of all that God is bigger. So he says, Lord, show me your glory. It's easy when life gets stressful to forget how big God is between all the relationships that you juggle and work load that you manage and the studying that you do and the anxieties that try to root themselves in our heart, the social media platforms that you follow, the sports teams that you keep up with. I mean, there's a lot that you are connected with. And the thing is that part of our disconnection with the Lord might be that we are connected into so many other things and we forgot to leave those things behind, to go and seek God and to sit with him in his presence. And remembering how big God is will help us to stay connected with him. I wonder what it would look like for you to take the Moses approach we have a slide. Uh, thanks, Grace Bennett, for these beautiful pictures. Um, maybe uh, you could take Moses' approach and start here by disconnecting from life, whatever that looks like, and going to seek the Lord in a, a different place, a new place, speaking with God. And as you speak, you remember who he is and his promises and then you take time to listen to God's response, knowing he's going to respond. And then as you're asking, ask yourself, do I actually believe 
and in, in the prayer and prayer that it can change things because it changed things for Moses. And this wasn't even the first time Moses <laughs> saved the people of Israel another time as well by pleading with the Lord. The Lord invites us into that connection. Ask big things. Moses says, show me your glory. Show me your presence, God. I don't know of anything bigger than that. Don't be afraid to ask big things. And then leave, go, but remember that God's presence is with you and it is bringing you rest. If you've been feeling disconnected from the Lord, at the bottom of your handout, there's some questions that you can start with. Some honest questions that require an honest answer just to see where your heart is to help you see how connected with the Lord you are. Maybe you can start here. I can give you some homework if you don't mind. But the last thing I want to leave you with is to not not lose hope. Don't lose hope. I'm gonna leave you with this. Uh, Paul writes in Romans 8, 38 through 39. He says, I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Remember, God is love. So nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries for tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And it is Jesus who, as he is leaving earth, he says, I will be with you always to the end of the earth. God's presence is with you. Would you seek it? Let's pray. Father, thank you for meeting us where we are. And as we are, Lord, the fact that we don't have to better ourselves to come before you using fancy words father that you just meet us like you like we would a friend father would you tonight speak to our hearts would you light up this room father would you bring connection where there is disconnection holy spirit would you empower us to take the first step towards you. In your name we pray. Amen.